Hello, everybody. I'm John Locke, and I'd like to welcome you to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. Listen up and enjoy the segment. For those serious about becoming successful, consistently profitable options traders, now is the time to build skills in technical analysis, market analysis, and applied volatility to get those results. We have multiple memberships, starting with our Go membership that teaches rules-based trading and our Pro membership that teaches more subjective trading. For more information, go to LockInYourSuccess.com memberships. I've heard you mention multiple times a trader should never get attached to trade profits. If the trader gets attached to profits, it's time to exit. As once the trader gets attached to profits, this leads to poor decisions. Can I elaborate on the above reasoning? Um, and I'm just going to finish this so that we have everything in context. I'm asking because as a trader, in my current psychological state, my primary objective of options trading is to trade for profits. Therefore, profit is paramount to me. Pursuit of profits is the main reason why I um, put my hard capital at risk. How, how can I or may I change my psychology and what is the right way of thinking? So um, there are many, many different ways that we can approach this. Um, I'm going to approach it at a surface level in a couple of ways, and then we'll get deeper in one of the ways. Uh, well, first of all, we need to go with this with the understanding that we cannot control our outcomes. We can put on high probability trades. We can make decisions. But ultimately, you know, and we can take into, into account the probabilities of the market doing certain things and not doing certain things. But ultimately, the market's going to do what the market's going to do. And you know, no matter what you do, no matter how flat delta you trade or whatever, I mean, you're going to run into situations. Well, I mean, the reality is you just cannot control your outcome. You can influence your outcome. You cannot control your outcome. So since we cannot, right, so if I'm playing basketball, my objective is to win the game. I have, I cannot control whether or not I win the game. There are too many factors at play that are outside of my control. It's like in the market, there's too many factors in play that are outside of control. But there are things you can do to ensure that um, your probability of winning the game, or you can do your part, right, in increasing your probability of winning that game. It's just like that with trading. And how do you increase your probability of winning the game? You increase your probability of winning the game by always doing um, or or being focused on making the best decisions you can at a, at, the, at a certain time, right? So, you know, you win a basketball game by getting baskets, but if you have the basketball, your best choice isn't always to throw to the basket because you might not have a clear shot at the basket, right? You might have, your better choice might be to you know, hand it to a team member or maybe even give the ball to the other team at times in weird situations, right? So um, the objective is not to win the game. If your objective is to win the game and you're always trying to push for the points, push for the points, push for the points, you're probably not going to win many games. Your objective there is to make, is is, is to, do the right processes so that you maximize your probability of winning the game. It's the same thing here with trading. Um, our profit, our profit and loss is the profit and loss. But if we really want to make 
the most amount of money, we have to focus on doing the processes that are going to put us in the high, in, in the in the best positioning to win over time. Right? It's not even about this trade or that trade or the next trade. This trade might win. This trade might lose. We don't have control over that. All we can do is put ourselves in the best probabilities. And whether that trade wins or loses is really insignificant in the longer-term prospect of whether we're going to be winners as a trader or not. So we always want to keep that in perspective as we're trading. So the question becomes is what processes and things can we do as a trader to make sure we are constantly um, – you know, if your objective is to, is to make profits, as much money as possible, what is the um, what are the processes and skills and so forth I need to have in place to make sure that I profit the most that I can over a certain period of time? And when we take a look at a trading strategy, for example, right? If we look at an M3.4U and we want to do a $50,000 planned capital M3.4U, we have this thing called an exit loss trigger of $5,000. Why would we have an exit loss trigger of $5,000? What's the point of that? Why, why don't I just say that I'm going to enter the trade and you know, after I enter the trade, I might have some sort of a commission impact or whatever. Um, my trade's down $100 after entry. Why don't I say if the trade draws down another $10, I'm going to exit? Right, I'm going to control my risk. If it draws down $10, I'm going to exit. If you did that, how many trades would you win? Well, my argument would be um, the tighter your max loss, and I'm going to an extreme here on purpose, but the tighter your max loss is or your exit loss trigger, the more likely you are to get stopped out of the trade at a P&L that is negative on entry. Why? Do we allow a $5,000 drawdown? We allow a $5,000 drawdown because in order for the trade to make money, you have to allow your profit and loss to vary up and down a certain amount. And through back testing or through live trading or through experience and past knowledge or for whatever reason, we decided that we needed to allow our trade to draw down $5,000 in order to give us a reasonable high probability of that trade coming out profitable over the course of the trade. Okay? If that dynamic is true, regardless of whether you start at zero PL. Um, or you're down $2,500, or you're down, or you're up for $2,500. That dynamic is true. Now, you might not have to allow a $5,000 drawdown from whatever P&L you are now. But certainly, in order to, for things to work out or give yourself a reasonable probability of that trade winning, you have to at least allow half of that, say $2,500, Right, so if we're in M3.U for, for example, and we are definitely out at $5,000 and we're drawing down $2,500, or say we're drawing out $3,000, that starts to back us into a corner with the strategy if we 
say that we definitely want to be out at a $5,000 loss because at that point it, we become restrictive as to what we can do with the trade, right? So we have to start protecting against losses and the probabilities of our, us winning that trade. If we, if we use the standard method, right, you'll notice I do something different in the play trades, but if we do use a standard method of I'm definitely going to get out at $2,500, we start putting ourselves at a disadvantage and our probability of winning that trade actually goes down because we, at, once we start to get past that point, we start to um, be in a position where we're not allowed to give, where we're not um, giving the trade breathing room. Now we have to do that to maintain our, our total risk level within the risk reward structure of our trade because we have a trading strategy that where, you know, has an average win of a certain amount. We really don't want the drawdowns to be, in other words, if we take a total loss in the trade, that might be problematic if we're only, you know, if we had a trading strategy that only allows a 10% gain, for example, and we take a 100% loss, then um, then that becomes problematic. So we have to have some sort of a risk control factor in play, or we would, it would be beneficial to us to have some sort of a risk control factor in play. And we call that risk control factor $5,000. As we approach that, our options become limited. There are other things that you can do. You can see me do that in the play trade. We do reverse lockdowns and things like that so that we can buy ourselves time and allow the market price to fluctuate back and forth and then maybe come back into favor. And it's something I call putting a trade in play and taking the trade out of play. Um, as a guidelines trader, we really don't, as a new novice trader or guidelines trader, we really don't have the skills to do that um, effectively. It's a skill that you'll probably do whatever, but understand if you're just a guy, a normal guidelines trader, once you start pulling the trade drawdown, you know, on a $5,000 at loss trigger under three, say 3000 down where you can't allow the trade to work back and forth. That starts to really decrease your your likelihood of winning the trade when you get into that situation. If it were zero zero profit and loss, then and we're allowing five thousand, then 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 the probability is normal. If we get up money and we reduce that flexibility from five thousand from whatever, so say we're up twenty five hundred dollars. So a $5,000 variability there would be um, allowing it to draw down to $2,500. Once we start restricting that, but just from a mechanical standpoint, this has nothing to do with psychology or anything else, just from a mechanical standpoint, as soon as we start restricting that, we, our probabilities of, of maintaining that profit level start to drop. And then if we turn and we say, well, I'm up $2,500 on this trade, uh, I only want to risk a $500 drawdown, that's an unreasonable amount of breathing room for that trade. And that's like entering the trade and saying, I'm, you know, I'm only going to allow a $500 drawdown, and that's my trading strategy. Right? So I enter the trade, I'll, you know, I want to make $5,000, but I'm only allowing a $500 drawdown. As soon as you do that, your probability rate goes out the window. It's crap because you're going to consistently get stopped out at a lower amount or at a loss. It's the same dynamic here. If I say I'm up $2,500 and I'm only going to allow this to draw down $500, I can almost guarantee you, unless you get it very lucky or in rare cases, you're going to end up exiting that trade at 
$500 less than you currently have or more or more or less right than you currently have almost like 80 to 90 percent of the time that is what's going to happen so you're not giving enough the trade enough breathing room so just for that reason right coming in and, and putting that restriction on is um is going to be problematic for you now that doesn't mean you can't do things to um do things differently, right? So I could take the trade and I could reduce my trade size, okay? Um, I could come in with an M3.4U with a 10 lot and I could be up $2,500 and I could say, um, all right, now, now I want to restrict my P&L to maybe a $1,000 drawdown. If I want to do that, I also want to reduce my trading size, which by the way, also reduces the likelihood you're going to make more money but uh, or, or significantly more money but you're more likely to make more money reducing your trade size and allowing the market to move back and forth and your and your delta levels for that trade size to come into play than you are maintaining a large trade size and saying, I'm only going to let it run down $1,000. Because maintaining a larger size, you're, unless you're positioned a certain way with M3.4, which can happen if you're like way outside the tent, um, by – Produce by um, by reducing reducing my uh, breathing room in the trade and not reducing my trade size. I'm almost guaranteeing, depending on the extent I do that, I'm almost guaranteeing the fact that I'm going to end up with less money than um, that I have at the current time. Right. So when we go into what we call profit protection mode, that is the probability. That is the problem. Realistically, if you're going into profit protection mode, you can expect to make less. If your objective is to make as much as possible, then that's then that can be problematic. But you can make maybe a little bit more than you have if you reduce size, again, um, and you know if you're going to reduce your delta limits or whatever else you're going to do to protect your profits or whatever you're doing. Your trade size that kind of makes sense. If you are um, uh, or reduce risk in the direction the trade has a directional risk problem. Um, if you're if you're maintaining size or, or keeping a big size, then that tends to be problematic, um, because like I said, it, it brings you into the chance that you're going to lose. I have another thing I want to bring into play here. I'm just not sure how I want to approach it. Um, the other thing that people do is they'll get way outside the tent in their trade, and they'll be like, "I want to make more money," and they'll increase the trade size. While at the same time being a pr- attached to their profits, that's almost like a guaranteed losing scenario unless you're lucky in the trade and the market stops. If you if you increase your trade size and you're attached to your profits, now you're giving a larger trade, less breathing room than the standard trade, and now you're really setting yourself up to end up with less money than you currently have. Okay, so we want to keep that dynamic in play, and we want to understand that mechanical dynamic of the trading strategies, understand what you were doing. Because the reality is, if I could be up in a M3.4U, twenty five hundred dollars, and main and maintain the same trade size, and and have a good probability of non-subjectively um, um, making more money, then why wouldn't I just? have the trade and initially drop my exit loss trigger because I'd be able to do that because that would make sense. 
But the reality is it doesn't make sense. If I don't allow that drawdown, the probability of the trade winning goes in the crapper and right, the trade strategy is no longer viable anymore. So those are the dynamics that come into play. And then, of course, you have the psychological dynamic where if you are um, – if you are psychologically attached to the profits, you go from a mindset where you're trying to make money to a mindset where you're trying not to lose money, which goes from more of a prosperity mindset to a uh, scarcity mindset. That mindset in itself is going to prompt you to look at the market more often. It's going to prompt you to make intraday adjustments. Um, and if you're not qualified to do that, Especially if you're in a scarcity, and even if you are qualified to do that and you're in a scarcity mindset, you see things with a skew, and then you tend to over-adjust the trade. And at that point, it's almost guaranteed you end up with substantially less money. And then if you get into the mindset, a lot of times you get into the scarcity mindset, you say, uh, if you're attached to your profits, you know, say I'm up $2,500, and you know, now I'm up $1,500 in the scarcity mind. The, the, the winner's mindset is you know, if I'm not attached to my profits, the winner's mindset is, okay, I'm going to take my $1,500 profit or, you know, I'm going to stay in the trade. I'm going to continue to let it breathe and we're going to continue to let this trade work out and make its money, right? That's the winner's mindset. You go into the scarcity mindset. You're like, oh, damn, I was up 2500 and now I'm up fifteen, and now I've lost $1,000 and I have to make that money back. And from that mindset, you are going to make very poor trading decisions. You're not going to let the trade breathe because you've already lost $1,000. Now you can't, you, I can't lose any more money. My goodness, right? So now I'm super over-adjusting the trade. And now I'm trying to get back to my $2,000. And in, in trying to get back to that $2,000, a lot of times people will exceed their max loss number in trying to do that because they're so much into the scarcity mindset and they're so convinced that they have to make that money back that they make very, very poor decisions. So from all aspects, being attached to that profit is, is poison for trying to make money with a um, with with a, with a, as far as being a trader goes, and for your profitability over the long term. So, if your goal is really profitability, you really should not be um, being attached to profits. As a matter of fact, if I enter a trade, I'm not even attached to zero P and L. If I enter a trade, uh, if I enter a fifty thousand dollar M three trade, I've already taken. Not only five thousand dollars out of the account, I've taken ten thousand dollars out of the account because I have a um, um, an absolute maximum loss number that I tend to trade with personally, and my absolute maximum loss is ten thousand. In no and no, in no situations am I going to allow the trade to maybe go over that number. So I'm going to say, okay, I have a, I had a hundred thousand in the account. I put on the fifty thousand dollar trade. Now I have ninety thousand dollars, and I have ninety thousand dollars until that trade is closed. And if I if I end up with a hundred thousand dollars, in other words, a break even, that's a win. If I end up with ninety five thousand dollars, a five thousand dollars in my in my mindset, that's a win because it keeps me in the abundance mindset. If I end up with a hundred and ten thousand dollars, it's even a better win, right? So that's and it doesn't matter how much my trade was up or down during the trade because I always want to focus. I want to keep my focus on making the best decisions with what I have. I don't want to keep my. I don't want to focus on whether I'm at break even or whether I'm at drawdown or whether I'm up money and I don't want to lose money. I want to keep that all the time. I want to keep that all the time. Okay. 
And that is what I have for you today. If you have any questions or comments or anything else you'd like to see in the next Trading Performance Podcast, please list that in the comments and I'll personally answer your questions and comments for you. Also, I'd love to encourage you to come on over to LockingYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com and check out our trading performance and pro memberships where you can find the tools you need to become a much more effective trader regardless of the type of trading you do. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance Podcast.